Welcome to Safe Ground, the small organization with big ideas, working in disarmament, human security, climate change, and refugees. Thank you for tuning into our series, Stay in Command, where we talk about lethal autonomous weapons, the Australian context, and why we must not delegate decision-making from humans to machines. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Uni Engagement podcast. I'm Jenny, a current intern for the Campaign to Stop Killer Robots. I'm super excited for today as we're going to discuss a quite debated topic, fully autonomous weapons, specifically how they're linked to your university. So today I have three guests. Um, got Lynn studying international relations at La Trobe, Alex doing philosophy at Melbourne Uni, and Stuart doing a master's of mechanical and aerospace engineering at Melbourne Uni. So I'd just like to start off and thank everyone for taking the time to join me and participating in this podcast. It is quite exciting that all of you are from different degrees and levels of studies. So I'm quite interested to listen to your different opinions and views on this topic. Now, to get started, I'm sure all of you have heard to some degree about fully autonomous weapons. So it'd be quite interesting to know how each of your degrees may have approached a topic like this. So with that said, has this been something any of you have come across at your university, whether it's relevant to your degree or an elective, prerequisite, maybe school activity? Um, no, I haven't really come across specifically autonomous weapons. We do discuss security in international relations and global security, but no, we don't do fully autonomous weapons. Fair. Yeah, well, you know, this hasn't really been a topic really brought up a lot in my degree either. I do international studies myself, and we may have possibly brushed through this and in my global securities class, but probably vaguely talked about. So it hasn't really been a focal point of topic. Yeah, I've come across it briefly in my stuff. Um, I've done a couple of subjects related to control systems, like learning how to... Um, get drones and things to fly, but they haven't really taught us specifically about the weapons and that sort of thing. Yeah, I've done a little bit about like ethics of AI and stuff like that. And then a couple, just done a couple of foundational like computing subjects as well. Talking about like, I guess like leading into like the biases of the coder into the coding and stuff like that. I'd just like to know as, as well what your opinions were on AI. Um, Stuart, I know you're doing engineering. So in comparison to like Lynn or Alex, for example, who study international studies, what are your opinions on AI? Um, I definitely think that AI is the way of sort of progressing into the future with most things, um, especially in like, you know, manufacturing and that sort of thing. AI is very important. I've studied a lot about helicopters and um, bushfire fighting and that sort of stuff. And designing helicopters and aircrafts to be able to do other things as well. AI is really important because we're more and more moving towards keeping the pilot out of helicopters and planes and things because you can be more efficient and it takes human error out of it. But I also think that generally in terms of weaponry, it's a kind of a step too far in my opinion because it really depersonalizes it. Yeah, absolutely. It is fascinating how a subject like this, which also could have like such grave detrimental effects to our security, isn't really a major point of topic in degrees that do have a focus in its politics or maybe possible implementation, like international studies or law, for example. What would your opinions be, um, Lynn? Yeah, even when we have discussed security and anything to do with uh, weaponry, it has, hasn't been like uh, covered in detail. Which, yeah, you're right. I definitely think that that is necessary in terms of like politics and international security. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think would be like your 
major concerns when it comes to international security and having AI? Right now, there isn't any constructed guideline in terms of the inclusion of uh, autonomous weapons. So I definitely think that that's necessary. You know, there's already that threat with nuclear proliferation that um, this type of weaponry would definitely be a lot more easier for countries to implement as opposed to nuclear weaponry. So there definitely needs to be some um, immediate guideline. No, definitely. I mean, you know, developing these killer robots can destabilise international security and obviously as well society's humanity. And as you said before, like it can raise a lot of legal, moral, ethical and security concerns to say the least. So, I mean, we can also say that maybe in certain complex and unpredictable conflict situations, I mean, it's rest assured that these weapons will lack the ethical and legal judgments crucial to protect civilians, I can say. Stuart, could you just tell us a bit more about um, studying helicopters and autonomous helicopters? So how would you feel if you did research with your uni into obviously autonomous helicopters and then found out maybe parts of that research was used to advance developments of lethal autonomous combat helicopters for the Australian defence? Um, I would probably feel, feel pretty bad about that, to be honest, especially if I wasn't told anything about what the research was being used for. And then I found out that it was being used to like go into war zones and shoot people and stuff. That would be pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously I can imagine. And I mean, when studying this topic or like when going into this topic, I guess, being somewhat aware of the major risks, have you ever thought about whether maybe there needs to be a tech ethics class as part of a, a part of a degree that offers AI, IT or robotics, or maybe whether an ethicist should be a part of a research project? I would think that as part of a research project, it's probably a really good idea. Because obviously the people that develop the back end and stuff really are only looking at numbers and codes and don't think about the rest of it. Um, like when we are designing helicopters and looking at systems and that sort of thing, we really don't get taught very much about like what's actually happening with the helicopters. They're really just telling us about the systems. So it would be very easy for you to like develop an entire system and then just like be completely detached to what it's actually being used for. Absolutely. Within my degree, I've obviously never come across this topic specifically, but I would always think that, I mean, if you don't have a class or course educating you on why you should stop developing something that could potentially maybe be something dangerous, how can you trust that your research isn't being used for that same purpose by either programs or schemes or grants or whatever with the Australian Defence Force? Mm. Also because generally the university owns all the work that you do while you're actually at the uni. So you don't really have any say in what your stuff does afterwards because it's all based on what the universities decide. Yeah, and how crazy is that though? Because wouldn't you want to know at least as a as a student or someone that is doing that research, where your research is going and how it's going to potentially be used in the future. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So obviously being university students, have you guys ever thought about who is funding these projects concerning AI, robotics, etc., or, you know, where your research or that research is going specifically? I haven't really given much thought into that at all, to be honest, where the money is actually coming from. No, I haven't either, but um, now that this has been brought up, I definitely think it is an area of, like, weaponry that needs to be prioritised because in the chance that this is used for war, you are dealing with the risk of um, of people's lives and, like, civilians. So they definitely need to include some kind of 
ethics um, guideline, outline, some kind of official assessment of the ethics that would come into play when dealing with killer robots. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I never really took into consideration these factors at all. I only did while I was mapping up the links and connections between universities and defense research programs while I was doing the webpage for um, the campaign to stop killer robots. So it was actually insane how many connections universities do have. And I know that there is one, for example, with Melbourne Uni, um, I think it's with Lockheed Martins, the new Stellar Lab, which is their science, technology, engineering, leadership and research laboratory. So the Defence Science Institute actually coordinated the collaboration with Lockheed and Melbourne Uni and their research focus is specifically on robotics, AI, sensors and communications and all that. So it's actually crazy to think about the possibility of certain research being used for developing these weapons, but it's actually even more crazy to realize how little students know or are aware of this issue. Mm. So um, I guess with saying that, as we know, fully autonomous weapons are quite abhorrent weapons. And in comparison to nuclear weapons, these machines are not costly at all and would be easy to mass produce significantly. So I know a few of us do like philosophy and international studies and with engineering as well. what would your thoughts be on this? I guess in other words, with technology advancing at such a rapid pace, what are your opinions on these weapons being available, proliferated, and maybe the potential for an arms race? Um, one of the things that we've always seen through history is that a lot of the times stuff that is developed for military use becomes available to general public in one way or another. Um, and kind of a scary thought is that potentially these un- unmanned drones that can fly around and shoot people could just be available to like, I don't know, some random guy in his shed could like make one and fly it around and you know shoot people um and that's kind of the scary thing of all this technology becoming so much more widespread and available and cheap um because like no one can in their backyard you know make a nuclear bomb but it's a different story yeah well 100 percent. even like the moral implications that come with that right so we have like these weapons that could potentially have obviously the power to kill people so you know they can take lives wars can happen so much more often because obviously there will no longer be any more human soldiers you know we there would be the blur of accountability if something goes wrong what if civilians get killed or if the machine glitches or gets spoofed like who is responsible for that or who has that accountability um what if you know civilians could just be collateral damage because robots don't have obviously the fundamental principles of humanity or respect for human life to make a judgment call that could potentially save lives rather than take it. So but yeah, I do believe that youth engagement right now is super important for that because it really is time for students to become more informed about the situation that is happening right now. Um, yeah, it's also, I guess, in terms of like a kind of new generation of weapons technology, the ability for it to be um, hacked and um, brought again onto the person who actually owning it and or allegedly um, have control of it becomes a lot less certain or assured in comparison to other kinds of weapon like nuclear or, um, you know, basic guns. So even if like the general population may not have direct access to it, um, there is a much larger risk of the safety of the people who do have it, which provides an even further danger. Well, yeah, 100%. I mean, there's also the risk of going to war. And in those wars, if you know, a computer or a robot is programmed by their algorithms to, you know, shoot someone or kill someone or target someone that, you know, has a gun or whatever. 
say a child picks up that gun during war, will that child be collateral damage? What happens to that? So that is also like a, a big issue with programming killer robots to do certain things like that. Now, going back to our discussion, as a student, do you think that young people should really start taking this seriously? And should uni students really start caring about a topic like this? I would say that definitely uni students in relevant fields should be informed about it. Like people on the cybersecurity side of things or like um, programming AIs or developing the like mechanical side of things should definitely be made aware of what's going on and you know the potential that what they're doing could go to these things. I think there's a chance that you know the average student it might not affect them very much. Uh, quite difficult for them to do very much about it. But um, I mean, obviously, any awareness is still very good. Um, I also think to assume that the onus of the awareness of this weaponry is on the student, I think, is is a little bit misguiding because it should really more be about uh, the transparency that the uni has towards. Um, the students and the people that are sponsoring and funding the university, the transparency behind their funding, the transparency behind their um, research, so as everybody is more in the loop rather than the um, the question of whether students should be trying to seek it out. It shouldn't be a question of students trying to having to go and do their own work and seek everything out. It should be readily available information. Oh, 100%. I definitely agree with that as well. Like Universities should establish clear policies and clear regulations that do state, you know, that they will not allow its research by staff or students to aid the development of killer robots. And it would be great to see universities publicly commit to that as well. But I also do believe that, you know, some students aren't aware of this. So although it's great to have transparency with the university, I still do believe that there are actions students can take to help that if that makes sense. Yeah, and at a university, you are in that space of education that um, we definitely have the opportunity to access resources that can inform us on what's going on in regards to fully autonomous weapons. But I do agree that there needs to be more transparency by universities because I wasn't aware before this that um, my university would be involved or mm. even thought of it as an idea. So... Um, yeah, there definitely there needs to be more indication that that's that's a that's a that's a thing that's an area that the uni is involved in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the implications of such research, obviously, to build lethal weapons, will have grave effects to our future, and we will be the ones dealing with the detrimental effects of an unstable global state. Obviously, if this plays out, and given the link between this topic and universities, I do believe students do have as well a big role to play in educating ourselves and also being aware of this issue. To wrap things up a bit, um, what do you think you can do or what do you think your university should do? And as a uni student, what do you think you should do to take action regarding this topic and how it can help to raise awareness and all that? Definitely, yeah, education. We should inquire about ethicists being included in that kind of research or um, in that field, that area, um, whether it be like computing, IT, AI, we should advocate to have more moral guidance put in regards to that study um, and perhaps like yeah, creating clubs at our university or talking about relevant issues occurring in the Defence Force relating to autonomous weapons. 
Absolutely, or even just joining a club like that would be great just for yourself as well to be aware of what's going on in the issue but also to um, create dialogue between universities and students and staff and mm. all of that. Just mm. get it out there in the open. We, uh, we were talking about this. Definitely international relations should have more focus on where the future of our weapon, weaponry is going because it hasn't been something that has been like – um, discussed in detail, but it definitely is necessary as we're talking about global politics to include where our um, security is heading, potentially. I think also, I guess, slightly more uh, immediate group awareness. The, one of the best ways to do it through uni is through um, like the student union that's in place. So approaching and trying to um, open up some sort of dialogue for the student union to raise that awareness, to send out, um, I don't know, uh, informative emails or start up like a webinar or something like that about these things um, is a very good way to go about raising awareness within the university itself. Yeah, I would say also um, a lot of times the student unions will actually go into lectures and stuff and stand at the front and talk to the students. Um, so it's quite a good way to like even target specific courses and specific subjects and things and go to them and open a dialogue with them and make them aware of sort of what's going on. Obviously, it's not really possible right now, but, you know, everything goes back. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, even if you want to put pen to paper as well, just like write to your program coordinator about whatever is lacking in your courses and make sure that, you know, it does become a prerequisite or an elective or something that you find, you know, important. So I'll just wrap it up here. Thank you guys for participating in this podcast and thank you all for listening. If you want to know more, look for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Australia Campaign to Stop Killer Robots or use the hashtag OzBanKillerRobots. Become part of the movement so we stay in command. Please make sure to share with your friends and to access this and other episodes along with the full transcription and relevant links and information, head to safeground.org.au forward slash podcasts. Our podcasts come to you from all around Australia and we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners throughout and their continuing connection to country, land, waters and culture. Stock audio provided by Vidivo, downloaded from www.vidivo.net. Thank you for listening to Safe Ground.